Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Nā mihi nui and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ with me, Alison Balance. We're off to the Birds New Zealand annual conference where the New Zealand Bird Atlas was launched at the weekend. To find out more, I stepped outside with Atlas organisers Mike Bell and Nikki MacArthur from Wildlife Management International. So Bird Atlas is a, is a very large-scale bird survey aimed at mapping the distribution or occupancy of birds across very large spatial areas. So they're often carried out at either national or in countries such as the United States, state-level scales. And it's basically a concerted effort um, by a very large number of observers, usually volunteer observers, to go out with a, and map the presence and absence of birds across an entire nation or a state of a nation over a set period of time. So in our case, the New Zealand Bird Atlas, it's going to be a five-year project, mapping the distribution of birds across the, the entire country, not just mainland New Zealand, but all of our outlying islands. So the, the Chatham Islands, Subantarctic Islands and the Kermadec Islands are all included. This is not the first Bird Atlas we've had? No, no, this is actually going to be the third Bird Atlas that Birds New Zealand has un- undertaken. The first one was back in the 70s, and then one started in 1990 to 2004, and then this one starting this year. So this is officially its first day today? Yes. Launch the, today. The New Zealand Bird <laughs> Atlas launched today at about 9.45am on the 1st of June. And it was launched here at the Birds New Zealand conference here in Wellington. And uh, our, the president of Birds New Zealand, Bruce McKinley, had the honour of submitting the first uh, bird checklist to the to the New Zealand Bird Atlas. And uh, it's probably no great surprise here in downtown Wellington, but the, the very first bird to be entered into the Bird Atlas was a house sparrow. But equally important, this is a complete bird atlas of every species in New Zealand. So all of the introduced species and the more common native species are equally as important as the deep endemics and things like that. So, you know, we also want to map all of those because in particular, you know, some of the changes that are happening in the landscape in New Zealand and things like that might possibly be better reflected in some of those more common species or even the introduced species. So they're important too. So you're going to cover towns, you're going to cover farms, you're going to cover backcountry forest. Absolutely, we're wanting every habitat in in New Zealand to get surveyed as part of this and knowing what species are are living in each of those habitats. So we're recording every species which is in one of these 10 kilometre squares that we've divided the whole country up into. So you divided the country up into 10 kilometre squares. How many squares have you got? Just over 3,200 of them and each of them need to be completely surveyed once during each of the four seasons of the year. So we essentially have over 12,000 grid square surveys that we need to complete over the next five years. 
And if a square contains a variety of habitat, you need to be in each of those habitats as well? Yeah, that's right. So the, the challenge for our observers is they need to explore their grid square in whichever way they wish, with the aim of trying to detect all of the bird species present in that square. So to do that, of course, you need to uh, visit the range of habitat types that different species occupy. So if there's a wetland in your square, you have to check the wetland for fern bird or bittern farmland. You'll pick up m- many exotic introduce passerines that that live in farmland habitats. If there's native forest, that's where you're going to find things like kedadu and and tui and and brown creeper if you're in the South Island. I think for a birder, it's really exciting. It gets you to go birding in places that often maybe you don't or you overlook and things like that. We're going to get out into some some different areas that we don't usually visit. So so as a birder myself, I'm really excited about going into those places and, and having a look. So... So it's a little bit more detailed than we're standing here in Kilburnie and Wellington. Um, we're next to some karu and pohutakawa trees. We could hear some sparrows before. It's a bit more complicated than just going, oh, I think I just heard six sparrows. I'll just enter them in it. That's right. So one key aspect of the bird atlas is that we need to structure our bird observation data in a very specific way. So rather than just stand there and go, oh, yep, I saw a sparrow, that, that's, that can go into the atlas, you also need to stop and record all of the birds you can see or hear around you, including that sparrow. So it's really, really crucial for producing really good, unbiased measures of bird distribution across New Zealand is that the the, the data is structured into these complete checklists. Probably the key explanation there is because when you submit a complete checklist and, and confirm that you have made an effort to record all of the bird species you encountered, you're also telling the atlas all of the bird species you didn't encounter as well. So as well as giving several sort of positive sightings, you're giving hundreds of negative sightings as well, which are equally as important. As we've been standing here already for the last five minutes maybe talking to you, I've already recorded five species of birds that I've been seeing just while, just while we've been doing this. So there was the sparrows that you were talking about there, and I've started on my phone. Um, there's an eBird app on your phone that you can do it. It's at your fingertips now, which is an online bird recording database run by Cornell University. So while we've been here, there's the sparrows that you were talking about that we heard. There's a starling just feed, feeding there. I've seen three blackback gulls flying past and then a small flock of feral pigeons as well. So there's four species already in five minutes in a car park in downtown Wellington. The New Zealand Bird Atlas is kind of the ultimate excuse for bird watchers to get out bird watching. You can't get a better excuse than this. And it's going to be a load of fun for, for many of our members and just get, get to go out and explore the countryside, go to a number of places you've probably never been before because you have to go and have a look in that habitat. It's just a, 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 the green light to, to go birding. But behind all that, there's a really, really serious intent behind the Atlas. So many New Zealanders do know that many of our native birds are threatened and are declining. Um, but it was actually the first two Atlas projects that really threw that into really stark sort of relief recently. So one thing we've learnt from the two first Atlas projects that Bird New Zealand have run uh, is that we are losing many of our endemic forest bird species and endemic inland breeding wader species across the country. They're just, they're just retreating from many of the habitats in which they've been formerly found and are now kind of retreating into the very, the very high country forests and the, the very remote sort of back country. In order to turn that around, we need to have a really detailed understanding of just where those those birds are retreating, where, where they're under the most pressure, and it's only a very large national-scale data set collected by thousands of observers that is, that is going to give us that picture. So, in short, the, the New Zealand bird, it's, it's key 
scientific aim is to create a data set that can be used to inform conservation decision making in New Zealand across the country, not only at national scales but at regional and local scales for the next few decades. So as well as a great deal of fun for our, for our volunteers and a great excuse to get out birding, our members are saving the world at the same time. I think for people like me and Nikki, you know, we're real data junkies and a digital atlas like this is going to give us the ability in real time to track the progress of it. One, the survey effort, what squares have been done, what haven't been done, we'll better use that to inform our own birding to go somewhere that haven't been done and in real time we'll see species distribution maps of our favourite birds being built in front of us and today's technology has allowed us to be able to do that whereas in previous atlases we filled in paper sheets, sent them in and Often for years we didn't hear back or have a glimpse of how that data was looking. Every hour we're going to be able to get updates and see what's happening and things like that. And I think for the participants out there, you know, that's going to be a real great experience of this whole project that they're going to have by being able to do it in this digital format. It's going to make it a real social kind of a project compared to our previous atlases. Is it just for members of BirdsNZ to do? Oh, no, absolutely not. This project is, is open to anybody who, who's got an interest in, in nature. You do have to have a certain level of skill to be able to identify the species, but loads of people can identify all the bird species in New Zealand. So we've developed a, a, a website, got a whole bunch of resources for anybody who is outside of the society and might not understand what atlasing is and what it means. The New Zealand Bird Atlas website is simply www.birdatlas.co.nz so nice and simple and the the website where we're entering our data the database where which will hold the atlas data is um, ebird.org slash atlasnz so I've got a new verb in my vocabulary it's time to get atlasing let's get atlasing it's a new verb that's just been created today <laughs> thanks Mike That was Mike Bell and Nikki MacArthur from Wildlife Management International. And if you'd like to do some atlasing and count birds for the New Zealand Bird Atlas, you'll find links to the website and the eBird app on our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash Our Changing World. I'm Alison Balance, and this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ first aired on the 6th of June 2019. To listen again or check out photos, just head to our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash Our Changing World. While you're there, why not sign up for our free weekly email newsletter? We are a free podcast and you can subscribe on your favourite app, whether that's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any of the others. You'll also find my other podcasts, Elemental and the Kākāpō Files there as well. Elemental is celebrating 150 years of the periodic table and has recently covered the chemical elements gallium, germanium and gold. The 2019 Kākāpō health crisis continues to grow, with 35 birds currently in vet hospitals being tested for a deadly fungal disease. You can find plenty of other podcast series from RNZ at the podcasts and series page of rnz.co.nz. Stay in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter, where we are RNZ Science. Many thanks for your company. Bye for now. Matewa.